Welcome to Uncorked, another and the final podcast of 2021. What a year, what a journey. Thanks for joining us when we have recorded and when we've hit pause for coming back. This final podcast is with none other than Cecily Elmas as we share our final document as we complete the year. And the final document that we prepare walks you through how to look in the rearview mirror to close the year and how to look forward and intentionally plan for what 2022 will hold. Before we dive into the conversation, it feels only appropriate and in fact essential that I say thank you. Thank you for joining us on the journey. Thank you for being a friend, a follower, perhaps a stranger that we haven't yet met. Know that running a business, even eight years in, is one of the scariest ways to spend my life. And it is my greatest honor that you would tune in to this podcast. It is an extension of my heart. It is a reflection of our work and it is meant to be a connection to all of you to tune into conversations that we might not get to have in real life. So from the bottom of my wildly beating heart, I say thank you and enjoy this final conversation with Cecily. Hi, Sess. Welcome to the cast. Hi, Steph. Here we are. Here we are. The last podcast of 2021. It's pretty wild to think how many of these have been recorded. And yeah, the final two weeks of the calendar year is upon us. How are you feeling? I feel really grounded today. You know, I did my sweat. I made a juice. And I have my full glass of water. So feeling hydrated, hydrated. I feel like wrapping 2021 in a bow is teaching me about the uncertainty that is life forever and always. And I think wrapping 2020 in a bow was like waiting for this pandemic to be over. And what 2021 taught me was that it's not about a pandemic ever. It's what is happening is happening. And whether that is mother earth raging at us, whether that is diseases traveling within us, whatever the case is, there will always be things. And so I feel like as we roll into 2022, I want to hold on to that groundedness that you just spoke of from a place of what is my sweat? What is my hydration? What is nourishing me so that regardless of any storm, we're here for it. Mm -hmm. You just made me think of of something, if I can share, please. I know you didn't ask me a question, but something just came to my mind. So what we often say is how do we want to, and we just being the world or people will say, how do we wrap this experience called the year in a bow? And I am not a great rapper to tell you the truth. I get Peter to wrap presents because he's so great at it. So I was like, do I wrap my year in a bow? And I think I find some recycled paper that's Mm -hmm. brown Mm -hmm. and I put it together with tape. Mm -hmm. And then if I find a bow, amazing. Mm -hmm. So how I'm relating that to how I wrap my year is the word completion. Mm -hmm. So that intentionally we don't roll into the next year with bringing some things that we really want to let go of that didn't serve us. 
Mm-hmm. So some things for me is like, how do I complete the year? So I feel so grounded in mm-hmm. like wins in challenges and mm-hmm. in learning. Yes, that is very beautiful. And the metaphor is also awesome because it's brown paper packages tied up with string for me. And (laughs) there are no bows. And to your point, it's like, yes, it is recycled paper and it's minimal packaging and there are no bows. It's string (laughs) and a knot. (laughs) And I think also the power of completion, I just want to take it also from the very positive lens that says, let the year be complete so that you can get up to potentially even more. Like it doesn't need to be the best of times are behind us. The best of times can also be ahead if we're open to infinite possibility and not caps. And sometimes it feels like you've just had the best year ever. Can it get better? It's like, yeah, it can. So let this year be complete so that we can carry on. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to record this podcast because the wrap up, the reflection of a year has always been really special at Team Corker to take the time and pause. And I think it's important because it feels like the other side of setting goals. So while goals are our compass and we talk about team goals, we talk about business goals, and we of course always come back and are landed and grounded in our own personal goals. Half the power of goals is, is by wins and some by when dates can be attached to a year. And so any goal attached to a by when date of the year 2021 is coming up as it relates to goals or otherwise, it feels like what we've put together in this reflection exercise is really exciting. And so this went out to our list last week and the essence is how can this provide a place or a space for self-reflection or conversation with people you love as the year comes to an end. And I thought that because you so beautifully articulated this in written form, perhaps this podcast could help give people something in their ears to consider. And so why don't you kick it off for us, Sess? What questions should we consider when looking back on the year? Okay, great. I love this so much. So looking back is the first step. And looking back could be the whole year. You could put it into quarters, right? Three months at a time. You could look back each month. So reflecting back on 12 months. If it seems daunting, I sometimes go into my calendar and say, oh, what, what happened each month? So here's the top questions. The first one is name four, and please replace that number to how many you would like. So four is a suggestion. Name four of your top experiences this past year. Now, when you look at these experiences, consider what they were, where they were, so the location. You can also go more into detail and go, now who was around? Mm. And then what really made these my top Mm. experiences this year? Mm. So I want us all to kind of expand this perspective of top experiences. Sometimes we can think that this is like best, most exciting, whatever top is to you, just really expand your definition of top here. Mm. So let's dive in here because you're so excellent at posing the question. And also it always feels like there are moments. I don't want to say compartments. It's just, do you consider your top experiences in career, in family, in adventure, or do you consider them your whole life? What do you think about compartmentalization in that way, Sess? 
I do, I see life as the main topic Mm. of all of it. And then under life, so I'm like using my hands, you can't really see it. Under life is business is the most known word. And it's not really business, I'll call it like service Mm. or work. Mm. But work for me is also purpose. Mm. You know, like, what did I get up to? in a way that helped others and helped people and that I was asked to do. Then there's family and then there's personal and health mm. and then other things mm-hmm. that just came up, you know? So yeah. I do have different categories that I look at. Yeah. Okay, great. Because as you were saying this, you know, and I love the permission to go deep or wide and across and all year, I think I made one, one great loaf of sourdough bread. I tried many times and and there's one loaf that I recall like being beautiful and I couldn't help it. As you were speaking, I was like, yes, there was this one loaf of bread. Was it something so epic? I mean, I had a goal to make sourdough and one of my greatest experiences was seeing that perfect loaf come out of the oven one time. So I appreciate the depth and just to be mindful that it doesn't need to be so extravagant to be super special. Right. Well, when you look at these moments, like making a loaf of bread, what was unique about that loaf? Mm. Was it the timing? Was it the heat? Mm. Did you share it with someone? Mm. You know, what was surrounding these moments that we are calling our top experiences? Mm. Because sometimes it's not about the amazing dinner party. It's about who was invited. It's about the conversation. It's about the wine. It's about the meal prep. It's like surrounding it is what can be the thing that brings you joy. I couldn't agree more. I love that. Thanks, Sess. Okay, there's another one. Consider your challenges is the next one. So this is where did these challenges show up and how did you recover The recover portion, I want to highlight. So Mm. when you reflect back on your year, where did challenges show up and what did you do about it? Mm. And it's not about cleaning it up quick. So you don't look at the hard or the dark. It's not about that. Mm. It's about understanding and trusting yourself that you're resilient, Mm. that when challenge comes up, you're going to take your values that are on your back that you walk around with. Mm. And you could also celebrate in challenge, what did you do? You stopped full stop. Mm. Maybe it's that you took a month, two months, three weeks. So I think the word honoring came up to me at the beginning when you were talking, Steph. So how did you honor yourself Mm. this year? Could be a different question there. Wonderful. So what I really like about this second bucket, when looking back as it relates to challenges is acknowledging that there are, or were challenges they happen, they come big, small challenges. Don't care what compartment of your life you're living in. So whether you're of service, whether you're of family or you're of personal development, like challenges exist. And here we are. So recovering and resiliency feels so real. I mean, I'm just going to reflect this back to you because I hear you say this all the time. And as you started with completion, there's still time to complete to recover, to restore anything that has been a challenge in 2021 before the new year. And so whatever is needed to complete some of these challenges, I hold great faith and great hope that there's still time. Mm -hmm. And there's also so much to go. Wow. 
look at, yeah. look at what I did. And I'm now going to need some time to, re- my body needs to recover. My mind needs to recover. Like there's so much there. And I hope that people take time, hopefully in these days, you know, after this podcast goes live, that there is time to recover. It's so essential rest. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So important rear view mirror. And then as per always to set you up in your front mirror of what do we carry forward? How do we go forth from here, from this moment, Sess? So then from here, so once you've taken the time to do that, then it's setting your intention to understand what would you like to carry forward or create that's new. Mm. So there's a, what would you like to carry forward? What could be new? And what do you want to remember? So that then you can set some new goals that are sticky versus the new year's goal that is more of a wish or a should, and then they fall off. So then paired with that is the now, once you know what you want to create and carry forward and remember Mm. what habits can you insert so that it is likely to happen, Mm. not more likely to happen. It is likely to happen. Mm. Yeah. Now I think reflection is super important. I'll self-proclaim that I really appreciate looking back and reflecting and for me, I need to exist in sort of two different atmospheres to reflect versus to consider intentions forward. And I'm wondering if you can share what that experience is like for you, Seth, specifically when you set your stage or your space to create forward for yourself. Can you tell me what does that feel like in your body? What does it look like in your environment? Who's with you? What is that experience so we can help sort of plug for folks to consider this really intentionally, as you've said? I love it. It's like the looking back is wearing slippers Mm. with a fireplace, with a warm chai in the evening, you know, with a book, like journal, journaling. And the creating forward is like after a sweaty session of your choice, maybe a fresh walk with a fresh coffee or alternative if you don't drink coffee. And like, clear, ready for it, ready to create, because our mind needs to be in a space of anything is possible. And we need to get out of our own way when we're creating our future. Otherwise, we're creating from our limiting beliefs. Mm. Yes. I love that you mentioned that those are the two states of mind Mm. is like get cozy when you're looking back to be gentle and kind to yourself. Mm. And then open yourself to possibility meaning just get those endorphins running when you're creating your Mm -hmm. future. Beautiful. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I also want to acknowledge that those are two different states and two different times of day. So while we're, you know, suggesting these as access points, it's not all in one go. It's light the fire and do whatever works for you. It's just to really honor that there is a cycle. There is a time of day when there is a sun and when there is a moon for you to see, there is time. Now, is this something you like to do with girlfriends, with family, on your own? Who is with you in these moments? Yeah, I love it. I think it'll be different for everyone based on who they are and their strengths and Mm -hmm. their needs. Personally, I do the looking back on my own because mm. I like to hear my thoughts and process them. And then the creating forward is typically on new years. I haven't done it the last couple of years, but I used to do it with friends and my husband, Peter, 
and we would do our vision boards every new year. And it's cool because our friends who now live in the States said to us a couple of years ago, everything on their vision board has happened. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then last 2019, I did a group session Mm. for people in person and we did visualization and vision boards and creating our goals. And someone said the other day, oh, my neighbor said, I really want to do one of those again. So I think so much power comes from hearing from others Mm -hmm. when creating. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, and I think what you've just said, and, you know, a recent podcast guest, Alex lives and breathes and really specializes in the world of innovation, talks a lot about unhooking from the past, as you've said, releasing limiting beliefs to help create a future. And what I know for sure is that when you are with people who are unhooked, themselves in their beliefs, it really creates an ocean of possibility. There's no fishing hooks. There's no fishing line. It's like, let's swim wild and free. And that's magnetic. And that is sexy. It's you can't help, but feel that vibration that says we might not want the same things at all. That doesn't matter. It's not about the, what it's about the vibration that says, that's possible for you. And therefore I know what can be possible for me too. So I just, I love that so much to be mindful of unhooking the limiting belief and to being with people that raise the vibration for you when considering these Sess, before we go, I just want to ask one extra piece about habits. What is your relationship with habits as it relates to goals and I'm just going to say it. It feels like habits can be a place where we get really hard on ourselves. It's like hard and fast. And I can't tell you how many times I've declared a habit that I won't eat sugar or I won't eat gluten. And I do. And you know what? The truth is I freaking love it. Like I don't want to not eat a homemade cookie. So I think I need to renovate that relationship with a habit like that. And you're always full of a good little nugget of self-love and self-discipline when it comes to our habits. What can you tell us? Sometimes we need to give ourselves time. So when we set a goal and we see the future that we want to create, and then we visualize how we feel in there, our habits will automatically kind of repopulate for us. And sometimes that can take time. We want it now and maybe it's in five years. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to put time there first. The second thing is, is if what we want and what we're doing are battling each other, there's a disconnect somewhere. So I would just go back and say, why do we really want the things that we want if we're not willing to do the work? I was reading a book about purpose by Robin Sharma, and he said, transformation, people think that it takes years and it can actually take a minute if you're willing to do the work. So I would just look at what are you willing to do and what are you not willing to do? And then maybe stop shooting yourself right? I should not do this. Wait, wait, say that one more time. How long does transformation take? One minute. Boom. Because in one minute you can choose something different. So I'm with you. I'm working on all of this, right? I'm working on feeling energized and I'm so clear. I was sharing this in our, your essential self program yesterday. When I am ready to do the work, when I facilitate, when I lead, when I teach, when I did it I'm so clear on what gives me energy. The rest of the time I'm okay. I'm like, no, I'll just eat, you know, I'll have this and I won't do that. And, and so it's about creating a new relationship with ourselves and what we really truly are. 
being and want, and then making that choice in the moment that is the transformation that we're looking for. And if we don't want it, then we need to stop saying it. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's um, very clear. It's very clear. That's very beautifully clear. And maybe uh, we stop saying it or we do something about it. Beautiful. Like we go ask for help. Yeah. We reach out to a professional. We find a coach. We, you know, do something about it. Yep. Do something about it. So what habits aren't are complaints. Habits are not shoulds. Habits are not stuck in the past. I mean, I often would hear you say they're not your anti-vision. So being mindful that habits are supporting your vision. I think there's something in this about habits being taking radical responsibility, which looks like transformation in a minute, if you want it to be. And I love that you've just reminded us and left us with, and you're not alone. So there are people, there are coaches, there are strangers, and there are loved ones that are all here to help you along the way. And whether it feels really big, really tough, or a lot of fun, we don't need to do it alone. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing. I will just end that I listened to an excellent podcast recently with two women who who are also leadership coaches. And they said that they've never met someone who's reached or fulfilled their full potential without someone else. And that really struck me because I thought of all of the someone else's in my life that have helped me get to where I am today. And while I don't want to think that I have reached my full potential, I know that I have so many wonderful people to thank for where we are today. So I want to wrap this with one thought that just says gratitude is a currency beyond any number in a bank account. And wherever you are today, as this year comes to a close for the people that have created experiences with you and for the people that may have contributed challenges, however, is most appropriate. I hope that you pause to give them thanks because it is something pretty wonderful to be able to reflect back. And here we are. So uh, Sess, this may be the last time I ask you this question because 2022 is going to be a new one. Before we go, can you please tell me what is making your heart beat faster? I mean, Steph, so many things come to my mind right now and I'm going to say gratitude for you. Thank you for bringing Mm. gratitude in and bringing in all of the people and teachers that have helped me be on my path Mm. of development. And it's a lot of work developing ourselves. And Mm. there's always people around Mm. to say this way, that way. So, and I'm grateful for you for bringing that in and for Mm. you being around on my path. Well, I should have answered the question first because I was going to say, I'm so grateful that you stand for transformation in one minute. You do not allow things to fester and draw out. And I, my wish for people is that, well, there is a timeline, as you mentioned, some things are now you help me so deeply live in the moment that we have and it's never sugar-coated. It's never swept under a rug. It's like the deepest, most true thing that takes all of your guts and your courage and your might to say out loud and it's okay. And you say it and we're here for it. And so I am so grateful that that's who you are and that because that is who you are, we get to experience, I don't know, maybe more landmark in 2022. (laughs) 
And if anyone wants to join us on landmark continuation, we're here for it, for the teachers, you know, that have come to bring us to this moment and the teachers that will be here we are. So may these questions and this moment in time bring you completion with great intention for 2021. And we can't wait to see you in 2022. Thanks, Sess. Thanks, Seth.